what missed the mark and what are the Nick theories that we have going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about Kingpin. We're going to mm-hmm. be talking about, um, you know, Hawkeye's future, all that kind of stuff. So, so, And the fun thing about this is that you can watch episode four and listen to this and go where we were wrong and where we were right about exactly. our theories. Yeah, completely. So that'd be exciting. So Chandler, what happens in Ooh. Hawkeye... Episode three. Episode three three opens with Echo as a young child. Her name is Maya, Maya Lopez, Mm -hmm. right? Maya Lopez as a young child. She's taking karate classes. She's deaf. She's in school and she's learning how to read lips. Uh, We're seeing that she's very like smart, very bright student and that her dad cares about her so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But her dad's also a part of the tracksuit mafia. Mm -hmm. So she's in her karate class. Her dad is there. Uh, and then he has to leave, and we see a hand in a black suit touch Maya's face. And that's interesting. We have lots of theories about who that hand could be. We hear him laugh as well. And he walks away. And then we just kind of get more of Maya growing up, what she's doing, the way that she's advancing in karate and all of that stuff. We learn that she has a prosthetic leg also at once she gets a little bit older we don't is she born with that does that happen it know. isn't explained I, right i think maybe we'll find out more about that later yeah, on I don't, I don't even know what the comics say about that and then we get to present day where it is kate bishop and clinton barton being interrogated by maya and kazi maya's number two in the tracksuit mafia uh maya unties unbounds clint's hand so he can sign to her and then she and him do some sign language back and forth. Kazi reties his hands behind his back. After he does that, Clint is able to break free. And then we get one of the sickest Hawkeye action scenes ever in yeah. the MCU. Yeah. He just makes the tracksuit mafia look stupid. Yeah. Um, some of the coolest shots he's ever hidden, ever hidden, ever hit. It's just, it was magical yeah. to watch Hawkeye do Such that. Such a good scene. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the best parts too is he he shoots an arrow that breaks Kate free and then she's able to do some cool stuff and they break out of the mafia and they're looking for a car. They go up to this challenger that's much like the comics, but then they make like a no Clint says, I don't want to ruin a challenger. So they get in an old (laughs) janky car. They're running away from the tracksuit mafia. It's this insane swivel one shot for about a minute straight. No, no visible cuts. Mm. Um, and it's mind-bending, really. <laughs> it really yeah. puts you right in the action because they're running away from the mafia. There's music, their Christmas music playing. Mm-hmm. It's such an incredible scene. They end up on this bridge. Uh, Clint is really like showing off his trick arrows to Kate. Yeah, we Kate get a lot of trick arrows, arrows yeah. which we'll get into those later. Which is funny. I think in episode two, Kate says something like, "Do you have trick arrows?" And Clint's like, "No, I don't have trick arrows." And yeah, then he yeah, like yeah. has to show her all the trick arrows. Uh, so they get on the bridge. They're fighting. He uses his awesome Pym trick arrow to make one regular arrow a giant arrow. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much ends the fight. He gives Kate like a USB thing to like bluff a real serious trick arrow. Mm-hmm. She shoots it, doesn't do anything. Him and Hawkeye, him, her and Hawkeye uh, repel off the bridge onto the subway. They get in the subway. Hawkeye's, uh, what's it called? Hearing aid. Hearing aid is damaged. So he can't really hear anything. And they're on the subway, and they have this, like, she's like, oh, we should put the dog up. And then he's like, we should put the dog up. <laughs> it's a really funny scene. Um, but it kind of shows them, like, bonding a little bit. Yeah. You know, he calls her, like, the second greatest archer, one of the greatest archers in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's super honored by that. And then after that, 
we get them going into her apartment. Her I think the apartment. diner first. The diner first. Yeah. That's right. There's the diner first where they kind of talk about branding again. She draws the classic Hawkeye costume with the H on the forehead. Uh, they talk a little bit about Ronan, but Clint is still, you know, super secretive about it. And then they eventually, she names a dog Pizza Dog. So the dog's name is Pizza Dog. <laughs> and then they go into their apartment. They're looking for any kind of dirt they have on the tracksuit mafia or on Jack or whatever. But as Clint is looking around the apartment, he gets held. And to note before you say that, there is a little sequence of them walking through either Central Park or one of the parks, mm-hmm. and they're talking a little bit more in detail about the tracksuit mafia yeah. and how who uh, sorry and how Clint Barton actually knows a little bit more about them than we yeah. thought he did. Yeah, he says he knows their boss. Too. Yeah, and he's not a guy that you want to mess with. Not a guy you want to mess which with. Which we'll get more We're into gonna that. We're going to theorize who later. that guy is. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So then Clint is walking around the apartment just looking around, and then he gets held at sword points, I guess you could say. Yeah. By Jack. By Jack that bastard. By Jack the bastard. <laughs> We're going to make that a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Jack the bastard. Yeah, guys, comment if you hate Jack the bastard as well. <laughs> just do a hashtag Jack is a bastard. And that's where we end the episode. Yep. The episode ends there. Kind strong of a cliffhanger. Episode. What's going to happen? Yes, good here? job, Chani. What a strong episode. I mean, even as you, like kind of do the recap and even you know just thinking about everything that takes place it just the 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 flow of that episode was like great and i was even thinking because you know we have like the segment of our show where we talk about what missed the mark and Mm -hmm. and i don't even know if i'm gonna have something for that later really (laughs) i have no idea the, the the flow of this episode is just so great and so fun to watch um for sure for me personally tops the previous two episodes mm-hmm. it just i don't know everything that you would want from a hawkeye show i feel like you get in this episode and that's all the way down from cool action scenes to great dialogue to like heartwarming scenes and heartbreaking scenes mm-hmm. and everything it just mm-hmm. it's so full of emotion and action and visual like beautiful visual yeah, shots beautiful um great visual effects mm-hmm. um yeah it was refreshing it really was <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it it was was like a so refreshing, refreshing episode it felt like just a a classic like Hawkeye comic coming to life. You yeah, know what I mean? totally. And it really was like with the car chase scene and everything. Mm-hmm. It was straight out of the comics and I loved it. Yeah, and you got that like I love. I'm still loving this holiday, know. you know, feel to the show. I they're, know. they're clearly making it like a Home Alone esque, yeah, Die Hard, very like yeah. holiday type like action show. I know. And they're not like being around the bush. They're no, like the whole car chase sequence. It's like, and it's so good. You're just like, it's so good. As soon as that song came on and there's that epic car chase scene, I was just like, this is great. It fits this, perfectly. It's so, yeah, it's so good. And it's, it's like it, that wholesome Christmas feel with a like intense action scene. It's yeah. just, there's something about that. That's hilarious. I know it's perfect. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy to think that Clint hasn't spent a Christmas with his family in like five yeah. years. Definitely. You know what I mean? Since the blip. So this is him doing this for Kate is like a really huge deal. Yeah, exactly. And and even going back to what I said earlier about this being like a heartbreaking episode is mm-hmm. like it's heartbreaking in multiple ways. I mean, like with Maya's backstory and yeah. then even kind of her relationship with her dad, like that's heartbreaking and kind of like how she was secluded from everyone else, all the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even later on in the episode where like Hawkeye's hearing like becomes an actual issue and in, mm-hmm. in the story, it's like 
you actually feel for Hawkeye, you feel for Maya, you feel for all these different people who are going through things. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. It was I know. Like, so In the way that Maya's upbringing kind of parallels Kate's, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're going to have like a conversation about that or they'll just like kind of realize that eventually because they yeah. have a very similar upbringing. Like dad dies. Yeah. You know, they're trained in all of these tournaments and martial mm-hmm. arts and stuff like that. Yeah. And they result in kind of different paths mm-hmm. of life because of how they were yeah that's so good what's interesting about that too is like it's such a compare contrast with their with their upbringing yeah. is like like you said is like they both have a very similar story of being like young kids who are kind of prodigies mm-hmm. um really good at what they do they're skillful and they kind of earn that position quickly but then like it just kind of shows you the families that you're born into i think uh you know Haley steinfeld's character kate bishop is born into like a rich family, yeah, like, a, rich, like upper class elite Manhattan elite family. Mm-hmm. And then Maya is born into a less fortunate, yeah. like broke dad family. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy even in this episode of seeing Maya's dad sitting there with her as a girl and saying, um, like, why couldn't I go to deaf school? And like, he couldn't afford it and he's yeah. heartbroken compared to Kate who was sent yeah. to elite colleges mm-hmm. and grew up in the most elite type situations. Yeah. So I honestly like, I think I empathize with Maya's character more because it's like, it's like, yeah, Kate Bishop's cool, but she's also born into this, like this, this wealth. She's born into this, like, honestly, I hate to to say this, but like, um, what do you call it? Um, Privilege. Yeah. Privilege. Like totally. She's a privileged character Mm -hmm. and like, they're really showing that. And I, I don't know why I said, I hate to say that because it's, it's just a part of the show, but it's, (laughs) it's actually really good. It's just showing like, you know, I, I hope they get more into that as the show goes on of like yeah. um as we learn more about Maya's character, aka Echo, and we begin to like get to know her more as a character. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a really interesting like compare contrast Definitely. with her and um Kate. Yeah. I hope we kinda get to see how Maya like views the Avengers too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like does she have like respect for Hawkeye? Or do does she think that the Avengers are all trash? You know, yeah, yeah. Kind of what she, because obviously Kate loves the Avengers, mm-hmm. especially Hawkeye. Like a fangirl, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I have a feeling that that Echo will not be a fan of the so. whole superhero thing in the slightest, mm-hmm. which I really dig. Um, so with that said, it's a great episode. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get started. Chandler, bullseye. what was your bullseye moment, aka Ding. your best or favorite moment from episode three of Hawkeye? Yeah. That is so tough because there's so many of them. Yeah. There's so many bullseye moments in this episode. He hits bullseyes over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to choose one if you got a million. One. He just keeps doing it. I mean, the car chase scene mm. was so sick. The, yeah. the spin around, the way it goes out into the open air and like Kate's firing, all of that was just mind bending yeah it's one of those scenes you watch and you just go how do they do that yeah yeah yeah. it's so good (laughs) what i love about that too is like i feel like every great and this isn't even related to marvel but every great action film has a good car chase scene yeah and and the it's a fine line between a good car chase scene and a bad that's what i was about to say is like there's good action movies that end up having a bad car chase scene Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like uh, like it was alright you know it was like probably the weaker point of the movie so whenever movies or shows have car chase scenes it's either the like strong point of the show or mm-hmm. the weak point and this 100%. is definitely the like strong point the of the strong show. point yeah and it's interesting because like 
we've seen that camera movement in like Children of Men, right? Where they do the, the yeah. spin around, right? And but with that, also in Quiet Place too. In Quiet Place too. But with that, I feel like it was easier to reshoot again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like have multiple takes. Yeah. With Hawkeye's car chase scene, it would it looked like like how would you do that again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. They probably had to practice that so much. There's probably so many rehearsals and Ugh. just it's so impressive. The execution was just beautiful. Yeah, I. I'm a sucker for car chase scenes. Yeah. Like whenever they're done well, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's a Bond movie yeah. or whatever it is, it's always like my favorite part to a film. Mm -hmm. um, so when that happened, I was like, oh, this is sick. Because Beautiful. one of my favorite Marvel moments in any MCU film is actually in Captain America Winter Soldier mm -hmm. when there's that car chasing with Nick Fury and then so you, you're good. introduced to Winter Soldier for the first time. Yeah. That's like my favorite part of that movie is so that car sick. chasing. Because it's mm -hmm. like 10, not actually 10 minutes, but it's like a long scene mm -hmm. of just cars chasing each other. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. So the fact that Hawkeye scene was like really long as well and kind of like they took their time with it just made it even more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, this is a good scene. Because I think like, where shows and movies get it wrong is where the car chase scenes are like really short yeah. or just whatever. This is like, they took their time with it. It was one continuous shot. It was yeah. like the whole time it was like the, you know, there was no cuts that we know of. So I don't know. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was sick. What other bullseye moments were there for you? Dude, <laughs> I literally wrote down car chasing, mm -hmm. but I, my first one I actually wrote down, which I'm glad you said car chasing. Cause that's, oh, it's hard not to say that, that mm -hmm. one as well. But it's just Hawkeye's fight scene. Yeah, I mean, right? come on. As it, I mean, come, dude, like, come on, come on man. <laughs> come on. Um, that was insane. It was like, insane. It was, it was so good. And it, I think even while we were watching it, we were just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, we kept on, like, tapping each other. Yeah. We're like, dude, dude, dude. And I think, um, I think that's the moment we've been waiting for in this show. Yeah. You know, like, I think, like, it's a Hawkeye show. We want to see Hawkeye do Hawkeye things. Yeah, you know? totally. So it's like, I think it was just kind of like the cherry on top of what we've seen so far mm -hmm. is is in the show so far, we haven't really seen Hawkeye do that much. Like, we've seen him do stuff, and I kind of like that they saved it for episode three because it's like in episode one and two, you see a little bit of him in episode one, but it's all just very, like, family time and then, you know, getting to Kate. Episode two is, like, protecting Kate and a little bit of action here and there. And then so to finally have, have Hawkeye in his element, mm. like doing what he's good at. Yeah. I think not only was that great for the the pacing of the show, but it was just like a perfect scene. Yeah. It was like, let's show Hawkeye's coolest moments mm. and put it all in the scene. And so for all the way from like when he first gets his bow to like jumping off that ledge into yeah. that, what was that? That like kid pool thing yeah you know? yeah where he was in the uh, yeah like the the balls like all of the like little the what is it called the pool of balls? yeah i don't, I don't know. know what the I thing's called that. yeah that'd be weird uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know when hawkeye <laughs> jumps into a pool of balls um anyways that scene is just so good and yeah. like he has so ball many pit it's called a ball, ball pit, pit. <laughs> let's go there's just so many great like trick shots in that scene there's mm -hmm. callbacks there's like that shot where he shoots an arrow while not, not even looking, looking. Yeah. and it like pins his hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh. And it just like that shot from Avengers, yeah. the first Avengers movie. So that scene for me was just like, that was my bullseye moment. It was just like, oh, it's hard to beat that. It really was. And it's kind of gory too, which is cool. Yeah. Like obviously it doesn't like show blood or guts or anything, but every time I, Thing penetrate somebody, I was yeah. like, "Ow!" <laughs> right. Especially when it caught his hand, I was like, "Oh gosh!" That but even when so he bad. like jumps out of that that pool of balls and puts the 
the arrows in those guys' feet. Yes. I was like, oh was my like, gosh. Oh, yeah, man. Dude. The quiet place when she like steps on the nail. Yeah. Oh, oh. One of that feeling. Yeah, dude. It's the worst. How about you? What was another? I'm oh, I'm scared for what you're going to say because I want to say it first, but go ahead. You what can was... say it first if you want to. All right. Really? Yeah, go for I'm it. I'm so selfish. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Another bullseye moment. The pin arrow. Yeah. Come I mean, on. come on. Come on, dude. Come on. Not only is that like a, a reference slash an Easter egg to Ant-Man and mm-hmm. Hank Pym, but like, come on. Come on. That seems great. <laughs> that was crazy. Let's, let's do another episode after this, just seeing how many times we say come on. In this episode. <laughs> That's how you know it was a good episode. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 this ding, ding. Timer going off. Um, but yeah, like seeing that whole, obviously like it was after a, an epic fight scene mm-hmm. and then an epic car chase scene. Mm-hmm. And then you end it on the bridge, and he shoots this massive, or he and shoots I, a little arrow that yeah. turns into a massive. I arrow. remember when he drew it, and you were like, "It says Pim." I was like, "What?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then it was this glowing blue Pim. And if you know, in the Marvel universe, if it's blue, it's gonna grow. Yeah. Right. So we were like, "Oh shoot!" And yeah. He shoots it and it hits the arrow. As oh, soon as God. I saw it was a one of his trick arrows was a Pim arrow, I was like, "Frick, dude, so that's sick. cool." And speaking of trick arrows, real quick. All the arrows that we see in this episode mm-hmm. was the putty arrow, which was in the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of them were in the car chase scene. We see the plunger arrow that yeah. doesn't really do anything until later in the episode. We see that um, that like wire one. Yeah, there's made a, all the Christmas trees come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you got the Pimtic arrow, and then the USB one that Kate shoots. Yeah, that was pretty definitely. cool. Definitely, a lot of cool trick arrows and Easter mm-hmm. eggs. USB arrow we've seen in the What If show and Avengers and Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. There was what do you when do you think Pim created that arrow for him? Um, that's right? a good question. When would that would have happened? I don't know because the the first time we see it, like a was it even a Pim arrow in Civil War or was it just a regular arrow? It that was Ant-Man just was on? a regular arrow. Ant Man was on. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing some point after yeah. Endgame, obviously, right? Yeah. Cause I don't know when else he would have done it. True. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool to know some. Right? It'd be I. You know, obviously, as like maybe we'll ro- see new rock stars says like maybe we're gonna see a little bit more of like Pym Tech kind of take yeah. this like Stark Industries type role in Marvel movies, cool. which would be awesome. And and they kind of are, are, have already done that, you know. So it'd be awesome in more like MCU shows and movies just to see like like Pym Tech come yeah. in here and there and just being like. It's just such a cool reference and nod to like such a cool reference. It'll be MCU. cool to see what Ant Man, what like Hank is up to with the Avengers in Ant Man three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What he's doing, what Ant Man is doing with the Avengers. Yeah, he, especially since the plot of Ant Man three is so like mysterious. Yeah, so. definitely. But, what was another um, bullseye moment? Bullseye moment for you, man. The whole show, the whole—I mean, the, the whole, whole episode. episode was so sick. Yeah. And then, I mean, with him being held up at his own sword, you know what I mean? And his own, like, Ronin mm, sword. Yeah. That's such a cool shot. Yeah, by Jack. By Jack the, the Bastard. Rip, the Ripper Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the Ripper Bastard. I mean, yeah, that was sick. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Mm. What's the outcome of that? Yeah, totally. The whole episode was sick. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I feel like if we were to do a whole episode just on, like, what were the um, what's it called bullseye moments bullseye moments it would just be us talking about the episode <laughs> <laughs> it's like well actually like the start to the finish yeah was, was all one, of it was one big bullseye oh another bullseye moment the the sign language 
conversation. Mm. And when you go into Maya's perspective, you can't hear anything. Yeah. And then when you go out of it, like you can't, there's no subtitles for her ASL. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That was cool. That is so sick. There's a lot of attention to detail in the show yes. that I feel like even I've overlooked. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not when it's not until I like watch the episode again that I realize like oh that's actually just like a creative yeah. storytelling way of yeah yeah showing that totally and I've studied a lot of like deaf culture and stuff and just what the, yeah it's a real thing <laughs> no I believe it's a real thing why I, have you studied it I took ASL in high school oh okay cool <laughs> <laughs> just like the most random fact it's just like <laughs> yeah I've studied deaf culture it pushes my glasses it's like uh, what's that game called when you're in chair uh, the, the moving chairs um, musical chairs musical chairs <laughs> and you're just like okay who else has studied deaf culture <laughs> just you <laughs> sorry keep going never have I ever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've studied deaf culture honey okay and <laughs> I think they did it justice. Yeah. I think cool. if you were a deaf person watching the show, I was going to say <laughs> listening to this, but like, okay. I guess you can't do that. <laughs> it's not offensive. They won't listen to it. <laughs> a deaf person watching this show. Yeah. Hawkeye would love that part. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. Sick. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other moment that there was something like that, kind of like that attention to detail in previous episodes. There was something that was like, I feel like it's happened a few times in, in the show so far, even mm -hmm. three episodes in. There's just like little things that kind of circle back or like mm -hmm. whatever. Maybe even the whole Kate and um, the compare contrast with her and um, Echo, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, just like a lot of little details that are like are easy to overlook. But if you pay attention and really like watch this show then you'll notice you Definitely. know things that are happening so did mm. anything we've talked a lot about bullseyes yeah did anything miss the mark for you here dude i don't think so man I don't think so um, either. yeah I'm i have no complaints yeah i'm trying to think of like one thing but i really can't it was mm. just it was so fun from beginning mm. to end um missed the mark no i mean i i guess if i have to like really dig and get nitpicky um, the whole episode sucked. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. There's nothing. Yeah. It's a perfect episode. Yeah. <gasps> I know another bullseye moment. What? <laughs> so I have to. Freaking scene uh, Ronan mm, destroy yeah. those guys. Yeah. I actually have two. I have kind of like two in one bullseye moments. Okay. Scene Ronan go to the Fat Man automobile store or sure. whatever. <laughs> automobile store <laughs> that's a way to put it auto shop, uh, yeah, auto sure. shop. <laughs> that's that's better <laughs> uh i need someone in the room while we're recording a podcast to just like smack me in the back of the head whenever i say something dumb it's just constantly um but but seeing ronin like do ronin things yeah was totally. great it was just like it was a callback to Endgame and kind of seeing how brutal he was in Endgame and and the whole anticipation of that scene too of seeing Echo kind of come up to the auto shop and see like what's going on here, mm -hmm. and to see just like bodies laying around. It was so gruesome and like gruesome. intense, and I was like, this is so good. And it's then groaning. even to like kind of have you empathize with her of like, you know, her friends and people she grew yeah. up alongside are being killed by this Ronin figure, and so for us. You know, we've liked Ronin since Endgame because we're like, oh, it's Hawkeye. But you don't think about the consequences of the people that you're hurting. And so I think that's what this episode really posed well was mm -hmm. like, 
what are the effects of of a Ronin? What are the effects of Hawkeye? Um, which I thought were really cool. Yeah. And so I guess my my follow up um, bullseye moment to that was um, seeing the way you kind of empathize with villains mm-hmm. in the story. Yeah. Um, at least in episode three is because I, I remember even saying it was so sad when Ronan killed her dad, mm-hmm. um, who is William Lopez in the show and seeing him get killed. I was like, Oh, that's so sad. But you're like, Oh, he's like a, he's like a crime crime yeah, he's guy. He's like a part of the organized crime. He's a crime guy. He's a crime guy. Um, but it makes you like empathize with these, we, with these villains cause you, or, you know, gangsters or whatever is because you're like. Oh no, that's so sad. Like he's being killed, but he's also in crime, but also like it kind of makes it gives you a new perspective of like these people in the show mm-hmm. and their I don't know, their family type yeah. mentality. Totally. Yeah. It makes you like she has a great motivation, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. She's a great villain. She is, yeah. So. And it makes yeah, and it makes you not want to see her lose. It makes you right. want to see her like actually win. Like makes, find redemption or something. Yeah, you know? or even side with her, you know, mm-hmm. because her dad, everything we know of her dad so far, William Lopez in the show, um is that he is a caring father. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he can for her. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I don't know. That yeah. that's something I also loved about this. That's true. It's not it doesn't feel like good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it, yeah, it feels like a very like, which also makes me think like, what does, why did Ronan attack specifically this group of people? You yeah. know, what were they up to? Yeah. Um, yeah. So how about you? Any, uh, any other moments or do you want to move on? To, uh, I think I got no missed marks. No missed marks. No. I think we talked all about our bullseyes. Yeah. Should we just get into the theory aspect the of this? Theories. All right. So this segment of the show, this the third and last segment. What was your Nick theory from Hawkeye episode three? Man, we have a lot we could go on. Yeah. I guess we'll start with the most obvious. The most obvious. Wilson Fisk. Wilson Fisk. It's gotta be right. And for those of you who don't know Wilson Fisk, Mm -hmm. he is a DC character. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Superman's greatest villain. (laughs) Lex Luthor. (laughs) He's a chubby Lex. Chubby Lex. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kingpin is one of the biggest villains in the marvel marvel comics he is a huge spider-man villain but he's also crosses paths with a lot of famous superheroes including daredevil is one of his most popular um adversaries and then you know punisher and all those guys yeah obviously king pin Mm -hmm. was a huge role in the netflix marvel shows um the daredevil punisher um the defenders iron fist those type of shows yeah um and for those of you who don't know this Kingpin character, he is the whole Netflix Marvel shows. They have not really been canon to the MCU story. Yeah. It's been heavily debated if they're like involved or not. Kevin Feige, whenever he's asked, like, is Daredevil and these Marvel Netflix shows, so that being Defenders, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, yeah. um, Daredevil, are they set in the MCU? He kind of dodges the question. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's like a maybe. It's like it a maybe. Be. But recent news: Charlie Cox, like last week, was confirmed to be playing um, Daredevil again in the MCU. So, like, so these characters are sort of canon, but not really canon. They're like loosely being um, like a soft reboot to these characters. Yeah. There's right been on. a lot of talk about Kingpin being in um, the Hawkeye show for months now. Yeah. Um, all of us are 
like 99% convinced that he's in the show. Yeah. Especially if you watch this episode. So with all that backstory and explanation, um, Kingpin is one of the heart points, I guess. Yeah, one of the, totally. the big points to this show, Definitely. it seems to be, and kind of like most of our theories mm-hmm. leaving episode three. It was almost impossible to leave me like, that wasn't Kingpin. Impossible. But what were you going to say? Well, yeah, you know, in the comic universe, he's like the head of yeah. all organized crime. And in this show... The tracksuit mafia. And the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Literally the head of tracksuit mafia. He raises Maya in the comics because the dad dies. Because mm-hmm. he kills the dad, I think. So he's like, you know, painted all over this, yeah. what this is based on. And if it's not him. Here's what scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's M- Mephisto has scarred me, though. You know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah. it just looked like Mephisto was so obvious in WandaVision. And now I'm scared to be like, oh, it's definitely Fisk. Yeah. But. We knew it was Kang the whole time in Loki. That's true. And we were right. We were right. So we're one and one. I think this time, though, it's it's a little bit more obvious than it was with Mephisto. Be. You yeah. know, because Mephisto was like... It is a little like, bit more obvious. Mephisto, there it's not was like, like we ever saw Red Hand come in Sichuanda. Exactly. I mean? And and even in the scene, the opening to Hawkeye episode three, when you see this, this guy walk up to Maya when she's a kid, it's like loud footsteps. It's like... Doom, yeah. Doom. And everyone else in that scene is quiet, yeah. you know? It's loud footsteps. It's a black suit and just a hand that comes. Mm-hmm. And, and a laugh. We get a, and, a, and we also hear him laugh. And it sounds like. It sounds exactly like the actor who plays Kingpin in the Daredevil show. Yeah. Um, who is. What's the actor's name? Um, oh. It's like, what's that guy's um, name? It's not Alfred Molina, which is what I wanted to say. <laughs> Doc Ock. It's Doc Ock. Doc Ock is in. The show. This is why we need one of those people that like Joe Rogan have that you can just be like, hey, Google this real quick. It's uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Sure. And so you hear the laugh, and it, if you watch that scene over and over again of this guy laughing, it, it genuinely sounds just like that actor. It sounds yeah. like the guy who plays Kingpin. 100%. A.K.A. Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts? On, like, you know, g- I think we will get a reveal of Kingpin. Either episode four or episode five. Mm. And then he'll be a big part of the finale. Yeah. Here's the thing. We get one more Hawkeye episode on the 15th. Spider-Man comes out on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, if, it, if what's his face, no, um, Daredevil is in Spider-Man, it would be crucial to show Wilson Fisk in yeah. Hawkeye on the 15th. That would be the perfectly planned event. Perfectly. Because well. <laughs> they released the one and two episodes, too. Yeah. Right to make this line up. That's true. That's so that, a good that's my theory. Fifteenth, mark my words. The fifteenth, um, Wilson Fisk will be in Hawkeye. Wow. Yep. I sound like soups <laughs> now. <laughs> he goes. Yep. <laughs> so do you think that's gonna happen, Chandler? Yep. <laughs> yes. Dang. Yeah. No, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I also have a theory. I think on what was that day you said? Fifteenth. The fifteenth. Uh, we're gonna see Kingpin for the first time. You said Wilson Fisk. I oh, said sorry. Yeah, so. For sure. for, Okay. So uh, <laughs> we'll see who's right. We'll see. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? Um, yeah, there's a few nods, obviously, to Kingpin in this episode. You got that intro where he walks up to young Maya, a.k.a. Echo. Then later in the episode, you see them outside Fat Man Auto Repair Shop, which is um, overseen by the tracksuit mafia, mm-hmm. who, if you connect the dots, if Kingpin is over the tracksuit mafia and the tracksuit mafia are over this auto repair shop and they mm-hmm. call it Fat Man Auto Repair Shop, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, come on, come on, 
Yeah. Come on. Come on. Our favorite words this episode. Yeah. Um, and then, theory. yeah, keep going. Oh, sorry. Are we still on Kingpin? No, I was just saying, yeah, like some of the nods to him in the episode were that. And then also you have several talks within this episode of like uncle, uncle, right? Yes, they they keep on talking about uncle. Boss. There's yeah. a, the scene where Hawkeye and Kate are tied up. Um, you see echo, AKA Maya and, um, what's his name? Um, her right hand man, Kazi, Kazi, her, Maya and Kazi are talking about uncle not finding out, which sounds like Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And then later in the episode, you have Hawkeye explaining to Kate Bishop, the tracksuit mafia and this mm-hmm. guy who's in charge, um, which obviously they want you to believe in this episode that there is a man in charge and he is dangerous and he needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. So they're obviously making it a big deal. And who else to to reveal after this big talk than Kingpin himself? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. What was your theory? I completely unrelated. Something I thought of today. Mm-hmm. Is that at the end of Black Widow, obviously, Elena gets told that Clint killed Natasha. Yeah. Right? And we have not heard anything about that. Mm. So when do you think she's coming? She has to come to the show. So when is that happening? That's a great question. Um, I would honestly be very underwhelmed if she turned out to be like some type of the... Not like the uncle. Obviously, she's not the no, uncle. Not. <laughs> They're like aunt. <laughs> but Please, like, I, I hope that she plays a role that's just kind of comes out of nowhere, as opposed to like they've been hinting mm-hmm. at her this whole time. It'd be cool just to see her kind of like. I think yeah. I don't know how she would be hinted at at all. Yeah. So far, I, mean? I haven't got any like signs of Elena yeah. or anything. But um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I, she'll pop up soon. Yeah, I think so too. But I also have this feeling that they might save her for the last episode or something. Mm. I don't know why, but I could be wrong. Um, because that'd be kind of weird if they just randomly yeah. showed her. And Unless they're planning is. on a Hawkeye season two. That's true. You know, because the, no the show could end with, we know Kingpin is back and we know Julian mm. is on the hunt true. for Hawkeye. And then it could set up Hawkeye season two or something. Interesting. Um, as far as Nick theories go, mm. I have one. Yeah. What if Hawkeye is actually Hawkman from DC Universe. No, I don't. I actually don't have another. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening is so stoked. They're like, wait, who? Wait, who? What, yeah. uh, what if Hawkeye? Uh, um, I have another one. Yeah, go for it. You're freaking if, full of theories. I'm full of theories. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. <laughs> here's, my, here's my wacko, wacky theory that everybody's right. going to listen to and go, there's no way it's going to happen, but hear me out. Yeah. So Echo has her own show planned already. Yeah. yeah. Which what I'm surprised the, we haven't talked about. Sorry, yeah. keep going. What if the actual title of that show is Ronin and she takes up the Ronin mantle? Mantle. I feel like that'd be like a walking traumatic story. You know, she's like, <laughs> I killed my dad, but I didn't. You know, that could be cool. I just saw something that she is Ronan a little for a little bit in the comics. Oh yeah. So maybe that could be cool, but I guess it wouldn't really make sense with what has happened unless there's some sort of like redemption. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. I definitely like, I guess that's change, change topic. Yeah. That's what the show is so interesting about the show is that they are like, following the comic pretty accurately yeah but at the same time doing a little twists and yeah. turns there so like 
instead of Kingpin killing her dad, uh, Maya's dad, it was Ronan. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, and the, oh, I got my theory. Yep. End of sentence, new sentence. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Nick theory, my one Nick theory, uh-huh. is that Jack is going to end up being friends with Clint Barton. Mm-hmm. They're going to know each other. Um, episode three ended where he has a sword to him. But what if in in a coming episode he's actually like Clint, it's been years. It's been years. You know, and or he's like, like Clint, you son of a gun yeah. and they like hug. <laughs> and they just give each other a kiss. They- <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Because in the comics yeah, he's a he swordsman like, and yeah. he trained Hawkeye, he taught him everything he knows. Yeah. So maybe they'll take it in that direction, but but at the same time, I'd be surprised if they didn't because you know Marvel they either like will borrow storylines, but then yeah. like change it. So that I would be a lot happening. That would be a lot. But I can see it. Yeah, I want. I just wonder if they're gonna do any type of any nod sword. to his comic character. Yeah. But yeah, that's my. He obviously theory. is very good with swords. Yeah. That's know. true. Because we still have to get like the reveal on who killed Armand. Mm-hmm. So well, idea. he could still be bad. He could still be bad. But, like, you know, like, what if, you know, he was good friends with Clint and, like, trained him or whatever and um, is now, like, they have to fight and it's kind of like this mentor versus, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Any any other Nick theories before we hmm. kind of rate this episode hmm. and then move on? I mean, I'm just excited. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I think the big one is that Wilson Fisk... Yeah. December 15th, we're all going to see him. And the December 16th, we're going to see Spider-Man. I honestly, hot take, don't think Daredevil will be in Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. I I, I never really cared. Yeah. You know, if he's in it, sick. If mm-hmm. he's not, you know, I, I'd be stoked if he was in the film. Yeah, but I'd I just feel sure. like there's so much going on in this movie. So it's like, I don't know if they would have time for that. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, I believe both. You know, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that feels like I'll see him. Yeah. In a few days. Do you think then... we'll see like the consequence of the multiverse break in Hawkeye? No. No, I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. I think it would mess with the tone of the show. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. But I wonder how this is gonna end. Yeah. But anyways, we'll see. We'll see. Rate the episode out of ten. All right. Um I know we've said a lot of good things about it so far, but I would have to give it one out of ten <laughs> just to that. keep it <laughs> just to keep them humble. Yeah. No, Kevin Feige, you suck. Kevin Feige. No, I'm just gonna love you, dude. Um <laughs> Hawkeye episode three, ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh exceeded expectations, was very fun, had some of the best action scenes I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and visually was stunning. Um, acting performances were great. Even the kid actors were great. They normally suck. Mm-hmm. Um, you really felt for everyone in this episode. And yeah, it was great. 10 out yeah. of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Especially like the fight scenes are so beautifully like character specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. It's so Hawkeye. Yeah. Which is wonderful and mm-hmm. so sick. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. I have no complaints. About Same. Episode three. So good. Um, oh. Good show. Good show. It's so funny because I feel like when they announced this show, everyone was just kind of like, all right. I like, know. Like, sure. Why yeah. not? <laughs> you know? But so far, it's like one of my favorite. One of my favorites. Marvel shows. And it has that feeling that Loki and WandaVision gave you where you were like, I can't wait until yeah. I get another episode. Like, I have to get another episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't wait for this show to end. So that way we could do kind of like a, what's the, like, where do you rate all the shows? Yeah, you know, totally. Like, 
Cause and why Falcon Winter Soldier is at the bottom? Of the <laughs> yeah, no matter what, it will always remain at the bottom. Even if this show ended and it was like just poo-poo a, garbage. yeah, poo poo yeah. garbage for the rest of the episodes, <laughs> I'd still put it up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the way the show's going, it's it's what setting itself up to be one of my favorite ones yeah. so far. So, um, guys, thank you for listening and um, be sure to check out Hawkeye if you haven't. Um, and also, thank yeah. You. Remember to follow us on Instagram at notanother.podcast. We also have YouTube and Facebook. And uh, uh, what's the other one we have? OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So love you guys. Love uh, you guys. Any, any episode four, our episode four review is going to drop soon. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man's coming out, so you know we're going to have a crap load of Spider-Man content. Exactly. I can't imagine how long that episode's going to be. They just go to Spotify and it's like five hour episode. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so stay tuned. Just so much exciting stuff happening right at the end of the year. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. See you Have guys. Bye. Bye.